Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fangirl Fever. Today, we'll be talking about DCOMs. And for those who are unfamiliar, DCOM is short for Disney Channel Original Movie, which are just movies produced by and aired on Disney Channel. The first one was premiered in 1997, and although they don't pump out as many as they used to, they are still being produced and aired. The last one was released in September 2022, and Prom Pact, which is their next decom is coming out later this month so if you look on their wikipedia page you can see like in their prime they used to like pump out like at least once every month but now it's like it's dramatically dropped a lot clearly since the last one was in september 2022 but despite that fact i love how most of them at least like the ones that we really like they have a very rewatchable aspect to them so in that way it kind of never really gets old so yeah, that's a little brief on DCOMs. The most popular and most famous Disney Channel original movies would have to be High School Musical, the trilogy. If you haven't seen it, I genuinely don't understand why you're tuning in. If you in. haven't seen it, I don't think you are the correct audience for this podcast. Yeah, perhaps you're looking TBH. for suggestions on where to start. And I definitely think that's a great place to start. But it's also like, where have you been? It's been like 15 years. The other ones that I put were most popular, most famous would be Camp Rock, which was two movies, and then Halloween Town, which I feel like was pretty popular back yes. in the day. I definitely agree. I'd say High School Musical and Camp Rock are like the face of successful decoms. With that said, I came across this website called Collider, and they put together a list of the top 10 decoms. I'm not sure how often they update this list, but... Um, this one has was last updated February 3rd, so not too long ago. And so we're going to talk about our opinions on these 10 movies, starting from the bottom. So at number 10, we have Smart House, and I believe you have not watched this yet, right? No, I have not watched this. It's been suggested to me a lot of times, but I do believe that DCOMs have a core nostalgic factor where if you didn't see it as a kid, it's not as fun to watch it as an adult. It was before That's my time point. and I also was never like, let me tune in. But I think Smart House was released in like the late 90s-ish and obviously I was born in 99, but they were like still airing this on Disney Channel once in a while. So I've watched it a couple times and it's like, it was kind of scary for me as a kid because it's like about like a robotic thing like taking over your house so obviously that's gonna scare you as a kid but it, I enjoyed it once I got like a little bit older and I think it's like a really cool movie it's definitely very different from like the prime decom movies but I was really really surprised that this made the list because when I talk to people like they've never heard of smart house before so I would recommend this one once you watch high school musical of course like you have to watch like the popular ones first and then you can get into the deep cuts yeah, I feel like Smart House is so ahead of its time. That came out in the 90s. It wasn't following the typical Disney Channel original movie format Definitely where it's like not. more about the characters. It's more about like a topic. And it's like yeah. literally Black Mirror for kids. I was just about to say it was it's Black Mirror before Black Mirror existed. But I feel like it being on here is pretty valid because I feel like it was mm -hmm. ahead of its time. It was a very advanced it was, it was a bit of a jump for Disney to do that, but they did it, and apparently it's good, and one day I'll yes. watch it. The number nine is Radio Rebel. I used to not love it, not gonna lie, because I was not a big Debbie Ryan fan, but I kind of understand the cultural relevance 
of it now, at least for Gen Z, obviously, because of the whole Debbie Ryan smirk thing that was going around for a while. And I still see that little clip going around pretty frequently. And now that we are White Lotus watchers, like Albie was freaking in Radio Rebel. So I'm going to give them some brownie points for that. I vividly remember watching Radio Rebel and being like, this would never happen. Like, this is so corny. Mm -hmm. I was never a big Debbie Ryan fan. I feel like she was kind of in like the second tier of like, of Disney like Disney girls because she wasn't as big as like Selena or Demi but she wasn't like flopping fully yeah she had her moment and I loved 16 or 16 wishes which isn't a good movie but that movie is so good and then when we'll get into that (laughs) it was just like what is this honey wait 16 wishes came out before radio rebel I wasn't that big of a radio rebel or Debbie Ryan fan I wasn't like yeah Mm -hmm. and then just the storyline I was never super excited about plus I feel like I was at this point like kind of done with Disney Channel original movies except for Teen Beach movie I I remember watching it but it was never like a movie that I loved or wanted to rewatch but I kind of like want to rewatch it just maybe one more time just because now that I know that the actor who plays Albie in White Lotus is in it I'm just like I'm gonna watch it for him but other than that movie number Eight is Jet Jackson the movie. I have never heard of this movie before. Me neither. Like genuinely, it's crickets. I've never heard of that. Um, during my work retreat, one of the activities we did was do like paired up and did tier making lists, and a pair did decoms, and apparently they had watched Jet Jackson before. So we're living under a rock. Apparently, moving on to number seven, Johnny Tsunami, which personally I've also never heard of. I remember watching this when I was younger, but I don't have any memory of it. The only memory that I have of it was the friend's house that I was sleeping over at, and Disney was just airing it that night, and that's all I remember, because I th- I'm pretty sure we probably like fell asleep like halfway through. But I also, during my work retreat, heard that this is a really good movie, so might have to watch. Yeah, I just looked up the plot. It's about a surfer, so I feel like the vibes could be good mm-hmm. there. Number six, we have Stuck in the Suburbs. I was also surprised by this one. Um, now that I think about it, I feel like Starstruck kind of got the the inspo for their movie from this movie because it's giving very much like YN fangirl vibes. And that's mm-hmm. why I personally love this movie so much. Like imagine swapping phones with like your favorite teen heartthrob idol. And Brenda Song is a legend. So that's why I love Stuck in the Suburbs. And they have a pretty good soundtrack too. I've never seen Stuck in the Suburbs, but just from the name, it's like definitely something I want to tune into. The plot, mm-hmm. it's like, yes, I will be tuning in. Because I love, like, those hyper, like, feminine, girly yes, girl movies. Like, exactly. And Brenda Song, like, she was carrying Disney Channel she for a long really time. She really was. And she was not give, given credit where credit was due. Mm-mm. Number five, Cheetah Girls. Which, I don't know how many Cheetah Girls movies there are. I think there's two. I think Maybe there's three. There's three. There's three? There's three. So this is the first one. I definitely feel like whoever made this list is a little bit older, but I do think this is a good, solid movie. I don't really remember it that much, but I was never old enough or conscious enough to be, like, a big fan. I'm not the biggest fan of Cheetah Girls, but I would be surprised if it wasn't on this list because of how loved it is. Like, it has a great soundtrack, diverse cast, the plot is pretty good, well-rounded trilogy, but don't have like a lot of personal connection to it, which is why it's not one of my favorite decoms, but it's very valid for being on this list. Movie number four, we have The Proud Family Movie. 
I don't remember that much about this movie, TBH, and like why it even warranted a movie. The show was good enough. They didn't really need to have a movie. I don't remember what happens in it. I only remember yeah. the peanut heads and it being That's funny. exactly what I was going to say. Like, I just remember the peanuts hopping out of the helicopters. I don't think it contributed to the show at all. Yeah, it wasn't like a larger than life production because I feel like the shows that had storylines... It was kind of like a crazy plot that wouldn't be able to fit into an episode. But this was mm-hmm. kind of just like one long episode. Number three is Halloween Town, which I think is a good pick. One of the most famous. I remember really liking Halloween Town and Halloween Town High. And I do really want to go to the town that it was filmed in. This is another one that took me by surprise for being on this list. I get it. It's one of the older ones. It's very popular. People love it. But it's like a specialty slash seasonal movie. So why is it on this list? list also obsessed with the fact like the two main characters are married to each other now in real life at number two we have the one and only camp rock love her so much it was a cultural reset personally for me i literally dressed up as mitchy one year for halloween like in that magenta e like long sleeve and the moccasin boots and i even had bangs that year and for some reason there's no photos of me from that halloween love camp we need to talk about why you and i thought it was okay as a kid to dress up as like a character that isn't memorable at all like i know that outfit is so basic like that could just be an outfit that anyone could wear like i remember i wanted to dress up as alex from wizards of waverly place and i was Mm -hmm. like no like they 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 have a costume at party city people will get it it." like (laughs) like no they didn't have a costume i was gonna have to just buy an outfit that you know i was like oh i'll have a wand they'll know who i am yeah and I dressed up it's as Phineas from Phineas and Fur, but all I had was like the shirt the and shorts. Shirt. Like I didn't, I didn't do anything else. And everyone was like, "What are you?" And I was like, "Phineas." You guys, like you, you don't get it. Like I'm, I'm Phineas. And then like my mom That's eventually so was like, "No, you're not gonna be Alex because no one will know who you are." And I was like, mm-hmm. "Yes, they would." But okay. What is number one? High School Musical. She is the it girl of decoms. She really is. Like to this day, it holds up. It's so good. The songs the writing the cast we love it this movie trilogy is just so good like there's a freaking spin-off high school musical the musical the series you don't see any other decoms getting like modernized show another halloween i dressed up as sharpay in that last segment because she was just the white wearing, outfit like, yes Not it was even- literally just like a white rib top white <laughs> cargo pants whatever shoes i don't know what was running through my head because like i wanted it to be simple but i loved a high school musical that year but I definitely could have picked a way better costume. So, High School Musical, we love her. And overall on this list, I fully disagree. And I don't know how credible Collider is, but to me... My personal top 10 list would not have Halloween Town, Proud Family Movie, Cheetah Girls, Johnny Tsunami, Jet Jackson, Radio Rebel. Maybe Smart House might be like an honorable mention. I don't know who made this. With that said, we both wanted to do like our own personal tier list to give a little breakdown of some decoms. Don't have all the time in the world to talk about every single decom that was ever released because that would take like four episodes. So we're just going to talk about a selective few from S tier all the way down to never seen. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to alternate going from the bottom up and see what decoms are our favorites and least favorites. So in general, the the movies on here are going to be the years 2006 to 2013, including High School Musical 3 and Hannah Montana movie, even though those weren't technically Disney Channel original movies because they were in theaters. 
and also including Teen Beach 2 because we are including Teen Beach movie. I think for the never seen, it was like all the old movies. Yeah, it's like all the old and all the new. And also the Phineas and Ferb second dimension. I love Phineas and Ferb, but I've never seen that. Because the thing is for me is at the end of every summer, I would watch Phineas and Ferb Summer Belongs to You, which is like an hour and a half mm -hmm. Phineas and Ferb episode where they go around the world and it's all emotional and I would watch it and I would cry. Be like, summer's Aww. over. And I would go to sleep and I'd get up and I'd go to school in the morning. Second dimension wasn't as important to me because I already had mm -hmm. that other thing. I never cared. Just selected a few to put in my never seen tier. I've never seen any of the descendants. There's three of them. I don't know why. I've never watched Avalon High, Zombies, the live action Kim Possible. Brink, although my coworkers have told me it's really good. It is like a late 90s decom release, so might be watching that soon. Can of Worms, Jumping Ship. The second Johnny Tsunami movie, I think, Cloud Nine and Girl vs. Monster. For F tier, I put Geek Charming, Frenemies, and Radio Ripple. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So I approach this a little bit differently. For me, my F tier is I have watched it before, but it's not memorable enough for me to like have an opinion on it. So these movies are Cadet Kelly. Go figure, jump in, Johnny Tsunami, Frenemies, Get a Clue, Now You See It, Let It Shine, and Pixel Perfect. So this F tier was like movies I've seen at least once, but like when I think about it, I'm like, I wish I didn't see it because it sucked. I love Geek Charming, but I just have I, like it, a very personal attachment to it and like a little story that cannot be talked about I on hate, the podcast. I actually like, I think that is like my least favorite one. Frenemies was like really cringy, like even when I watched it for the first time. But even then I like would prefer to watch that over Geek Charming because Geek Charming like one, that girl has a restraining order, order over that guy, which that is, is scary. So true. Yeah, But also so like true. they're both so annoying in that movie. I can't. Side note, Kaya just texted me. <laughs> it's really funny, but she said, you're a Timothy Stan, right? I get it now. Like, really get it. <laughs> that is hilarious. Kaya, if you're listening, you're yeah. texting me during recording hours. My D tier is watched it recently. Absolutely did not enjoy it. Good luck, Charlie. The Christmas movie special, whatever. Oh my god, Amy Duncan is literally the worst person ever. And I'm so ashamed to have the same name as her. I actually quite like that movie. Like, <laughs> it's not like a fave. Like, I'm not gonna be like, yes. But when I think about it, it does have good vibes for me. I will never rewatch that movie ever again. I hated Amy Duncan so bad. Like, it's low-key so like so ladybird though. D for me was more like I remember watching this movie. So like basically D and F are swapped for us, like the meanings. So, like F was uh. like, I don't like this movie and I don't wanna like I've seen it before. D yeah. for me, it's like I've seen this, but it wasn't super memorable, but I do remember liking mm. it. So for mm -hmm. me, it was Cowbells, Wendy Wu, and Rita and Weep. So my C tier is like Movies that I think are good, but I wouldn't really want to rewatch it per se. And these are Wendy Wu, Lemonade Mouth, all the Cheetah Girls movies, both Twitches movies, the Wizards movies, Quince, and Tangled. Wendy Twitches, I would put Twitches and Cheetah Girls in this tier as well. And also, like on the cover of Read It and Weep, like is that mm. Bridget Mendler? And also, like, why do those two girls look so similar? Those two girls are sisters in real life. Really? And yeah. the, the one at the front isn't Bridget Mendler. 
No, it's not Bridget Mendler. I used to think that the front girl was Bridget Mendler and then the back girl was also Bridget Mendler in a different outfit. Yeah. I would also put get a clue in here. So C for me was more like movies that like if I couldn't watch my fave, like I would consider watching. So I put Minutemen and Starstruck, which Minutemen, I remember actually loving it when I saw it and I forgot what it was called and I could never like remember for me I never like loved Starstruck but it was like the better version of Geek Charming I would also put the Good Luck Charlie movie in C tier my B tier is like movies that I really enjoyed when I was younger and I may or may not enjoy rewatching as an adult these might fluctuate down to sea but when I was doing this list I put in Princess Protection Program 16 Wishes even though that one is kind of not really a decom um, Geek Charming, Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure, Stuck in the Suburbs, Radio Rebel, Cowbells, Rita and Weep, and Smart House. For B tier, I don't know if I really have an explanation. Typical Solid Disney Channel original movies. Like, if you yeah. watch this, you're going to have a good time, and that's that. Mm-hmm. So it was Camp Rock, Camp Rock 2, The Sweet Life Movie, and Jump In. I, like, used to really like Camp Rock, but I feel like my recent like the last few times I've watched it, Mitchie is so insufferable. And honestly, so is Shane. I do not like Shane. You're done. You're over, Joe Jonas. It was very meaningful to me as a kid, but now I can't watch it without being like very annoyed with the two main characters. I was also like really sad as a kid that there wasn't a Camp Rock 3. If they had a third movie, it'd, it'd be cutting it too close to like trying to be like High School Musical. So yeah, I can't be upset that they ended at 2. It's better to like end it before like things go downhill, you know? So I feel like it was a yeah. smart choice for them to just have two movies. My eight tier, just like you, you, nobody can like touch these except for the S tier, obviously, but... Ask Musical 2, Ask Musical 3, and Camp Rock 2 because the predecessors are obviously in the S tier. I would pick these first, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't get annoyed by these. They're good. I love them. So it'd be yeah. Wizards of Waverly placed the movie, which I'm insanely mad that it's, like, so low on your list because that movie was, like, it's Ladybird. It's literally Ladybird. Oh. Yeah. And I love it. I kind of see it now. And then Sharpay's Fabulous Adventure. The fact that Sharpay... She's the only one iconic enough to be able to have another movie. And also, Teen Beach movie yes. and uh-huh. the Hannah Montana movie. My S tier. I don't think Hannah Montana the movie is a decom. That's why it wasn't on here. But oh my god, that is one of my favorite movies of all time. The Climb. That soundtrack, so insane. So, of course, Hannah Montana the movie. We're going to make an exception for her. Starstruck, High School Musical, Camp Rock, and The 13th Year. My S tier is the biggest so really yeah but i do think it's because of like one thing but i will defend these movies with my life like i mm-hmm. i don't care what you think like you're wrong mm-hmm. so i'm gonna start at the bottom teen beach 2 which yes it's higher than teen beach movie because i feel like it's a cult classic like it didn't get the hype that teen beach movie had but it was better like way better the soundtrack is awesome. I love Ross Lynch. Always have, always will. Then I have Let It Shine, which I'm also sad is like so down on your list. <laughs> I just don't remember a lot. This like, soundtrack is so good. Like sometimes I listen to some of the songs on here. Coco Jones, she's an icon. She's a legend. She that one, the one scene of her dancing in the club, Lemonade Mouth, is my next one. This is like I had this on DVD. I ride hard for Lemonade Mouth. I feel like I'm all these people all at once. 
like I can see myself as like the like nerdy like musical guy and then I also see myself as like annoying little Bridget Mendler and then I'm like the mysterious girl the athlete mm-hmm. the bad girl like you can I'm do literally, it all I'm literally all of them at once because mm-hmm. as a kid I was like I'm all of those people so I'm just gonna blend them all up and that's who I am as a person now and the soundtrack again so good she's so gone determinate to like they literally created a word next is princess protection program i love this movie and i did not realize that i loved it so much until i made this list two besties it's not really focused Mm -hmm. on like a romantic story yeah and it's selena and demi then my s tier is high school musical three high school musical two high school musical these are very these are very very important to me i like my sister had a high school musical one birthday party and i was like Mm -hmm. what is this honey and then i got into it and i was like oh my god and then high school musical 2 came out i remember i had barbies of them high school musical 3 is also very important to me because i feel like this is underrated like a lot of people haven't seen this one high school musical 3 though like is genuinely like an emotional roller coaster for me like if i watch that i will cry because yeah. I, I, the first time I watched it, I saw it in theaters with my best friend at the time in kindergarten. We were the only two people in there other than her mom. And then the last time I watched it for my school, we had like some, we had something where we like played games. It was like a field day. But at the end, they were like, oh, vote on a movie, vote on a movie. Everyone voted High School Musical 3, and then I watched it at the end of my senior year, and the first time I watched it was in kindergarten. That's nuts. And it was like, it hit me. Like Like a little full circle moment. I was like, oh my god, I'm literally Gabriella now. But I don't even want to be Gabriella, because she's so annoying. I remember as a kid, High School Musical was like, I'm gonna find my Troy, like, this is gonna happen, I'm gonna be a musical girl, like, and then none of it. I was so convinced I was gonna have, like, the as in Troy moment like no girl yeah. you're you never got that and you never will Troy Bolton set the bar so high that scene where he climbs up her window and like does a little picnic with the her- strawberries they ladies also, like don't settle nowadays like people be like oh like who was your like childhood crush I'm always like oh like Troy Bolton and they're like who and I'm like what do you mean who like you're telling uh-huh. me you don't know who that is also Zac Efron because like Zac Troy Bolton is his best character Zac Efron in 17 again whoa yeah whoa Wow, look at just us, like, loving the High School Musical franchise. I know. It, like, offends me when people my age are we like, oh, I was never to, that we into just, it. Like, we what? need to thank Kenny Ortega for giving us a wonderful childhood. Oh, my God, yes. He did what he had to do. He yeah. had a vision and he executed He's it. still doing the thing, too. He didn't he? Yeah, he directed Descendants. And that's what he directed Teen Beach Movie. And that's why they're so good. We need to do an episode all about Kenny Ortega. We need to interview him. Kenny Ortega, are you free? Please be (laughs) on the podcast. That was quite hefty. Let's jump into superlatives that we want to give to DCOMs because that's the thing about us. We just love silly little awards. Starting with best overall, if you haven't figured it out already, it's high school musical. Well, okay, we couldn't choose between one or two but we're gonna say high school musical one because she's a blueprint she was the first one she paved the way but obviously high school musical two is a runner-up the next one is worst overall and we decided that it was frenemies 
it flopped don't remember much about it so that is already saying a lot it was just like corny like even as a kid i was like what is this for most underrated we have to give two awards for this one my most underrated is stuck in the suburbs and i feel like if you're a fan of starstruck i said it earlier you will love stuck in the suburbs i'm sure of it my most underrated is let it shine i already talked about it it's Mm -hmm. so good best soundtrack we are giving that to high school musical three is there anything you specifically want to talk about this one was the best soundtrack just because like obviously high school musical has the best music yeah it also has the most music but Mm -hmm. by this time because it's a musical duh yeah by this time they just had like way higher production value and some of these songs like these could be on the radio i love right here right now can Mm -hmm. i have this dance the two lovebirds on the school Oh what you call it? Roof? Just want to be with you, Chef's Kiss, and walk away. Come Just on, like away. Queen of. Yeah, the scream sequence with like the the camera. Oh. High School Musical three walked so Euphoria could run. Yes, Zach Efron was up in there. Used no 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 no. High School Musical crawled so No Tears Left to Cry could walk so Euphoria could run because Kenny Ortega was out here making moves shaking the table and everyone was he's way ahead of his time like sam levinson was definitely at kenny ortega's master class for sure so was dave myers because that tears left to cry hallway it's the same exact hallway is just the king of directors nobody's doing it like him he just gets it like that was so dramatic like it was so extra for him to even walk break into school and sing and then the walls, the, the, hallway, the hallway turns, the hallway is spinning. The symbolism. Most camp, Zoe. You should Teen say this one. beach movie. One thing that really makes it camp to me is the fact that they have this whole like evil wizard, like evil scientist guy causing all these problems, like completely separate from all the issues they're having in their little world. Like they're like having like a turf war. And then there's Mm -hmm. also this wizard guy who really, like, shouldn't be there. The second movie, they literally don't acknowledge it at all because it was like, babe, why do we do this? Because they just had ideas. They were like, if this doesn't stick, if this turf war thing doesn't stick, at least we got the scientist thing. But the turf war was good. So it was fine. And And that's why Teen Beach is the most camp. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. It's like a cult classic thing. I'm currently on the side of I don't get it, but maybe I will once I finally give it like a real chance. It's a cult classic, not a bestseller. So for funniest, we also could not decide on one. So I'm going to say it's either Camp Rock 1 or 2 because they just have so many like funny one-liners, scenes, memeable moments. So that's why it gets my funniest superlative. I put Wizards of Waverly Place just because Wizards of Waverly Place as a show still holds up. Like the comedy is it still does. funny and like I remember Like why kid, was Shakira guest starring in Wizards of Waverly Place? Because it's a high production TV show. Like she was like, just she was just bored one day and walked onto set or something. She was like, "I love Wizards of Waverly Place. I love watching that with my kids. I will be on it." <laughs> But I do remember my parents, like, both actually really liked this show. Even as an adult, when you watch it again, it's not as good. But Wizards of Waverly Place, adults were watching, adults were tuning in, and they were loving it because it's so good. It's so funny. Yeah, and, yeah like, that's true. I can't... The parents being I... the younger versions of themselves, mm-hmm. iconic. The dad, 
Jerry Russo. Jerry Russo. Oh, our last superlative is going to best cast, and that's going to Princess Protection Program. And why don't you tell us why it's PPP? The two main stars are still relevant today, like very mm-hmm. relevant. And then Nicholas Braun is in it. Like, yeah. Okay. Like- Okay, King Craig. behavior. Succession is ending, so I'm very curious to see what roles he'll take on I know, after we I'm lose so Cousin Greg. Put him in a rom com. I don't feel like um the Cousin Greg storyline is gonna be fully completed the way it deserves to be. I love Co- Cousin Greg dearly, and his character Slade in PPP. And PPP is also a great decom to watch if you haven't watched it yet. It's just, it's got everything you need. Those are all of our superlatives. That was our little dive into decoms. What is our next episode going to be? A24. It's basically like the opposite end of decoms in the movie world. Oh, and the reason why we're even doing decoms and A24, it's because it's movie March so that's why we should have started off with that but anyways that's why we're doing that's why these are the two topics for this month so watch lots of movies this month and if you have any recommendations let us know yep we'll see you next time bye